Happy 2024, Nico! Hope everyone's having a great start to the year. Hope everyone had a great holiday, great Christmas, great New Year's. But if you or a loved one is now facing some legal troubles as you head into the year, the Reeds Ranch Podcast is brought to you by Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyer. They also handle personal injury and criminal defense. GarzaLaw.com to familiarize yourself with it. You can chat with someone on there 24-7, 365, or 366 this year, it's a leap year, or give them a call at 865-540-8300 to speak with someone. Marcos Garza and his team are the best in Knoxville, and you're going to want the best if you're facing any legal situation. Before you say guilty, say Garza. It is a celebration here on the Reeds Ranch Podcast. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, the first of 2024. Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. It's good to hear your voice in this new year. Marks the eighth calendar year we have done podcast. That is true, unless you uh, go back and count 2013. So, pretty fun. Pretty cool. I got one thing to say to you. Wait, scratch that. I got two things to say to you. Okay. Wait, hold on. Three things to say to you. Cheers to uh, our eight years. I look forward to eight more years. That's that's number one. Uh, number two, I love you. And number three, Nico. Sounded like the uh, the Ricola. Ricola. I love you as well. I love you as well. How about it? Big Nico getting his first start. 2024 already feels better than 2023. Yeah. I mean, I was never concerned about him not being good. I know some people had <clears throat> concerns or whatever. I never really thought there was any doubt about it. or Because uh, if, if he wasn't going to be any good, I think they would have told everybody. They would have made sure everybody knew this fall. Um, but I guess the greatest, the best thing, the most overwhelming emotion is like he is good. It's the baseline, like, it's not about, I guess yesterday to me was more about, like, the baseline of his performance is going to be really high. Like, he's just in control. He's smooth. He knows where to go with the ball. He knows the right decisions to make. It's not about, like, his, you know, how great he can possibly be, which I think is really, really awesome. And M, but I just think like the baseline for his performance is pretty high. Like he was just, he's just smooth, man. Tall Bryce Young. Tall Bryce Young. This is what he looks like. He runs just like him. He runs just like him to me. He dips his shoulders to get out of the way of tacklers the same way Bryce Young did, does. It's very odd. Um, well, he came out and said that that's uh, one of the people he looks up to. He said there were quarterbacks he modeled his game after, and Bryce Young was one of them. Yeah. So I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. You know, one of Tennessee's defensive players said that last week, too, said that he is just a taller Bryce Young. So it is a it is something that jumps off the screen. The shoulder dip, scramble, dart to Keaton 
at the end of the first half was, you know, by far the best, his best play of the day, or at least his best throw of the day. I thought the quarterback draw for a touchdown was pretty nasty. But do you feel better, worse, the same about him not playing all this year? Now that you see that, like, hey, he looked pretty good and in control and, you know, some of the worries about him being inexperienced next year, maybe you can put some of those to bed. Because, like you said, the floor is already pretty damn high. Yeah, it's it's still maddening to me. I don't know that I'll ever – like, I think – I don't know. It, it's. I think I'll probably always be a little chapped about the fact that we wasted this year for m- multiple reasons. One is that we just had all the momentum in the world, and we just sat on it. Two, it's that you've got the number one player in the entire world, and you just sat him on the bench. So, like, there's a multitude of reasons why. Like, it It hammered at home for me yesterday how, like, how annoyed I am about it, you know, like, I was so mad about it two months ago, and over time, you just can't get mad about the same thing over and over every day. But yesterday kind of hammered at home how frustrating this season was and how inexcusable it was because I saw you making the argument, and I don't disagree with you, about our record with Nico. I think you said 10-2. and two. Um, Our record is obviously better with Nico as our starting quarterback. I don't even understand how you can argue that. It's obviously better. But to me, it doesn't even matter if it's better because it's at least 8-4. and four. So you gain nothing. You gained absolutely nothing. Because Joe Milton didn't win you a single game. So, like, it's just, I don't, I mean... Which is what we said at this time. Well, we've last been year. saying it for. I mean, we've been. Yeah, I mean, no, saying since this. since the Orange Bowl, since the Orange Bowl, yeah. we said it last year. Like, if you like, we are here a year later, and Joe Milton's best game in this year was the Orange Bowl against Clemson. The best game of his career is still the Orange Bowl. Like that makes playing him so inexcusable. It makes playing him so inexcusable. It this year was a wasted year. You're lucky, to be honest, they're lucky that they got Brazel. Or Brazel, however you say his last name. I don't know how you say his name. They're lucky that they got him in the transfer portal. They got him because of Nico, flat out, plain and simple. They should have got a lot more people because of Nico. Now, they got several really, really highly rated wide receivers. Braylon Staley and Mike Matthews. And they might have got those guys because of Nico. But you should have cleaned up in the portal. And I actually like what they did in the portal a lot because they got really high-level guys that other teams wanted that have multiple years. But you could have been the it team in the portal if you had just played Nico. He's obviously magnetic and charismatic. His teammates love him. It's just like you go 8-4 and with him, period, which I agree with you, John. You probably win another game. If you're up... What were we up at halftime against Alabama? Twenty to seven. Yeah, you're not losing that game, man. Which, by the way, you also, you know, one of the things that jumped out to me yesterday, and I think Jonathan Toy said it first in the Discord, was the the cashing in touchdowns in the red zone. I guess yeah. you know a solid defense. I mean, Iowa's defense is one of the best defense. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of the best defenses we would have faced this year on the schedule. Yeah. Like, I mean, like. It's just as good as Texas A&M's, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, it's probably not – it's obviously not as talented as as uh, Georgia's. But outside of that, like, it's just as good as any of the defenses we faced. And Tennessee scored a touchdown every time they're in the red zone, you know, outside of the very end of the game with all the backups in. Yeah. Our offense would have been so much better all year long if you just had a, a pretty good uptick in touchdowns versus field goals in the red zone. Now, I know that's me stating the obvious, but still, like, it's something that's really worth pointing. How about this? How about, you know, the fourth downs would have been better because of the simple fact that apparently Nico can go under center and Joe Milton cannot. Yeah, I do love my my freshman quarterback that, you know, got a, a late start in playing organized football, has already seemed to have mastered the the under under center center quarterback exchange we showed more variety yesterday than we did all season we had 
we 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 were in we were in formations under center yesterday that we've never gone under. We had three people behind Nico when he was under center yesterday. I mean, what if you just convert a couple fourth downs against Alabama? Because I just I stand or against by Florida. Yeah, I stand by what I'm saying right now. If you had started Nico in the second half of the Florida game, forget about Florida, which you know I don't want to do, but just for the sake of this argument. If you start Nico the second half of Florida and you're up 20 to 3 against Alabama at halftime, you do not lose that game with Nico at quarterback. I don't care how redneck that makes me sound. The offense, he is he has okay, the most mystifying thing probably about the entire season is that Josh Heupel's claim to fame, what stamps his mill ticket is his offense. And it's clear after four quarters of Nico how much more of his offense he can run. With Nico versus Joe, we got we went fast yesterday. We were back to going up tempo. Where was that all season? With that being said, the vibes were at an all-time low for me. Not well, we take that back. Not an all-time low. The vibes were very low for me. You know, November, December. But I will say. I'd find myself right now just as excited about Tennessee football as I've ever been. So, like, you know, wasted year, all that, and and you're For right. Sure. For when sure. Nico turns out to be great, we will always think about what could have happened as a freshman. You know, like, and and people can't argue, yeah, against the facts. You know, because it's it's a hypothetical, of course. But he looked sharp enough yesterday. And he gained enough attention to still get me pretty excited. Or, you know, again, as excited as I probably have ever been for Tennessee football. Did it cost you some guys in the portal? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I will say, I will say, like, I mean, they got some big-time guys in the portal. They got guys over A&M. They got the wide receiver of Washington. Um, they got the tight end over Georgia. Like I, And all these guys, the three that I just mentioned are multi-year guys. I mean, I really like what they did in the portal. I just, you could have been the it name. Is there any, Josh, I said this, Josh Eiffel's saving grace is that it goes to 12 teams next year, right? Because now he can still make the playoff even though he set Nico for a year, basically. Because I think Nick, I think we will be good enough to go. The playoff is 100% the goal next year. You know, just get in the top 12. 10 and 2. If he doesn't make the playoff one of the next two years, he should be fired. Ten and two should definitely do it. You might even have a chance at nine and three. But yes, like the goal to me is, of course, make the playoff next year. You say if he doesn't make the playoffs in the next two years to fire him? Hypo, yeah. Okay. I think nine and three gets you in. Who on our schedule do we play next year outside of Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama? Is there a fourth team? No. There's not, right? No, we play at Arkansas. We host Florida. That that's that's why I don't know if nine and three gets you in. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You just wouldn't have a quality win to hang your yeah. hat on. If you played LSU, yeah, or Texas, and you you know you beat one of them. Yeah, I mean, but I think you should go. I mean, you know, I think ten and two is the goal. Nine and three is the floor. Yeah, I think nine and three. I mean, nine and three should be the floor. All right, you know, ten and two is attainable. Maybe not the goal, but like that's the that's the number. Like the the win total is going to be probably at nine. Yeah, if I'm guessing, or eight and a half. But even then, like, I was surprised. I mean, I was reading a little bit. To look at, you know, some national outside of Knoxville perspective. and The hype is off the rails already. I was thinking that. And then I read, I guess, Seth Emerson. I know he's a Georgia guy, but I was reading The Athletic, and he was doing just a vibes ranking. Mm-hmm. You know, who should feel the best about the program, blah, blah, blah. And he had Tennessee all the way down at, like, number eight. Which I think, you know, the fan base right now, the, the vibes are a lot higher than that, I would say. That's bizarre to me. I mean, other than you would have Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss higher, and I guess you would put LSU higher because they just had the Heisman Trophy winner. Other than and that. It had Missouri there, too. Okay, whatever, sure. Yeah. Sure, so sixth. I mean, 
who the hell else? I mean, like, we were told that we were told again that A&M is some awesome job, and they went and got Mike Elko, who might be awesome. I don't know, but why? Why should they have better vibes than UT? Well, they didn't. They, okay, they, they were didn't. Okay. Below. No, they weren't. I, uh, I know Auburn was below us, and I guess Oklahoma, they included Oklahoma and Texas. So okay, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? He's a Georgia guy. Yeah. Whatever. But like, I, I saw a lot of you know, like get the Heisman campaign started and all of that, which. If we ever win a Heisman, I'll you know obviously have to see it to believe it, but it feels like we finally got a dude at quarterback. Like I I called him the most important player since Peyton Manning at Tennessee, and and I do feel that way. Like he is the guy that can set your program up for the future. You know, yeah, it's like Peyton Manning. Did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I mean, Peyton Manning of course did win the national championship while at Tennessee. You could say maybe they should have, maybe they underachieved, you know, losing to Florida. And, but how know, many and, dudes ended up coming to Tennessee because of Peyton Manning? Right, exactly. And then that's like, always you know, been that's always been my argument about Peyton. It's like, okay, he didn't beat Florida, but like he made everything so much better and allowed them to win a national title. Right, and that, that still, roster was there whenever he left. You know, obviously it was good enough to win a title. The like, defense even was still, amazing. Twenty years later, if you don't have a if you don't have a goofball as head coach, you're getting guys like Trevor Lawrence at quarterback because of Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, come on. I mean. He's the next guy. Like, you know, Peyton's name is going to carry weight forever. But, like, of course, you have to have something else in the future. You know, you have to have something else more more, uh, more relevant to the kids, I guess. And, like, this is supposed to be the guy, and he might be. He might be. And that gets me pretty excited because he seems cool. You know, I think you'll see players want to play with him. And, you know, I think that on the field, he is just a – he could be a difference maker. You know, like he is a top-ranked quarterback for a reason. He's a top-ranked player in the country for a reason. Yeah. He – uh, I mean, he, he was just so smooth. I, I just – he was so – he knew exactly where to go with the ball – there was one throw I thought wasn't great that was like low, but I mean I, I don't. What annoyed me was like, what is Ramel Keaton doing on that deep ball? He just stopped running. That deep ball was a dart on the money. Yeah, it was like basically right to the pylon. Like if you tell if you tell him like, hey, run then fade to the pylon, that would have been right on the money. And instead he just stopped and the ball. Like his numbers should have looked so much better. Like I don't. Dylan Sampson left a little to be desired yesterday. I mean just. Dylan Sampson, as a pass blocker, left a lot to be desired. Yeah, well, what are we doing, dude? Uh, and then the, the drop in the – does Dylan Sampson score on the shovel pass? He gets 40 yards. You know, I thought – Probably Cam's, does score, but, like, he gets 40 yards. That being said, Sampson is obviously dynamic. Uh, Selden – I thought Selden messed up on the fourth down or the third and short where he should have got it, but he kind of hesitated. Yeah, the vision didn't look great for him, but also he didn't like he didn't get those reps. Like we talk about Nico not getting a chance to develop, Selden didn't really either. So like maybe that's something that you know you spend all offseason on, and you get better. I've always kind of thought as a running back, either you have great vision or you don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that you know a running back or somebody that's done it at a high level could tell me the opposite. I have always thought that there just really wasn't getting much better when you came to running backs, but Jalen Wright got a lot better at UT. Okay. Now, I agree with you in general. I was going to say, I don't really know if – I don't think Cam Seldon's going to suck or whatever. I thought he made one bad play that, that really stood out to me that time. And, he's, you know, he's not he didn't really play running back all that much or whatever in high school. But the guy they have coming sounds like he's going to be – just going to be awesome. So, you know. I'm not worried about Tennessee's running game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm a little worried about the pass protection. How nice was it to have a quarterback that runs again? Just knew when to run, too. I mean, he had the hidden hooker ability there, like the escape ability. And the quarterback draw for the first touchdown was about as sexy of a play as Josh Eiple's had since he's been here, as far as I'm concerned. It was just so beautiful. And to watch him glide got me pretty fired up. Yeah, he just um... – The quarterback power for the second touchdown also got me pretty fired up. It was just kind of shocking. I didn't necessarily he's... think they'd be doing that in the bowl game. Yes. Because I was told all season he was so feeble and he would get hurt. Instead, he's running people over at the goal line to score touchdowns. Yeah, I I talked a little about this with Marwan yesterday. 
it's been annoying to me. Well, the last two weeks have been annoying. Like, VolQuest has been annoying because, like, all of a sudden, hubs and companies start talking about things that were very readily apparent that they just kind of shut down discussion of on their podcast all year, just like, you know. But just the way that people have acted about Nico, like, we could have had this all year. We could have had this guy bawling on people in the swamp. You said it months and months and months. You said it in the summer. How cool it would have been to roll into Bryant-Denny with Nico. And maybe you don't win, but you put up 42 points. I will say, I will say, there is something nice about him being unblemished. Now, am I going to regret that next season? If there are some growing pains and you, the, the fact you do have to worry about him making his first start on the road against Oklahoma, yes, yes, I'm probably going to have a different take when it comes to that. But, like, it is nice. You know, you talk about how you think at the worst he'd have gone 8-4 and four, like, you know, Joe did. Yeah. It is nice that he doesn't have an 8-4 and four season under his belt, that I haven't seen him make mistakes and that I haven't seen him lose four games. Now, again, I truly think that Tennessee would have won maybe 10 games with him starting all year. And you just talk about being a redneck saying that about Alabama. I think you beat Missouri with Nico, too. And I know some people will be like, well, they couldn't tackle the, the running back and blah, blah, blah. It was 10-7 to 7 late in the first half. We were going to score at least some points before Jalen Wright fumbled. With, you know, with getting the ball back. Yeah. You know, even coming out of halftime down six, like, the offense immediately went three and out. Like, eventually the, the, the dam broke. And that's why I wasn't so hard on the defense. I, I know you didn't like them well, way I was more than say, I. I was just going to say, the best thing that, like, would have helped the defense is having Nico. Yeah, like, I mean, A, I think there would be a different energy. But, B, like, scoring points helps the defense. It, it, it makes them, you know, not have have to be perfect or have to be, like, really, really, really good. I mean, I've watched this as a Titans fan the last couple of years, but, like, you have to have the complimentary football. If you have if you have to go out there and play and try to, like, hold teams to 20 points, you're going to wear out. You're not going to be able to do it. So, like, you said that about Alabama. I don't think we lose to Missouri. I think yeah. the defense plays better if they're not on the field having to do everything. That's how I feel. I mean, you're going to lose to Georgia, sure. Whatever, who cares? Probably, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to lose that game. But I don't know. It's um, it's frustrating from that perspective, but we can't drive ourselves crazy thinking about it. So I'll choose joy, as we say here on the podcast, and I'll say it's nice to me that Nico's undefeated and that in his one start he beat a top-20 team that won 10 games that gets respect in the college football world. Like, I know we all make fun of their offense – but it's still a respectable program. It was kind of crazy seeing, you know, I was able to benefit from it. Shout out to all the people that thought Joe Milton being out of the game was good for Iowa because the point spread dropped like four points. People started hammering Iowa for that. Like the expectations were so low. I was shocked Tennessee's team total was only 20 and a half. They thought this offense was still going to struggle to score. Of course, that wasn't the case. Yeah. So you beat Iowa, a team that people respect. It's a top 20 win. You beat a 10-win team. And I know it's a bowl game. And, like, typically I don't care about bowl games, but I do think there are exceptions. And I do think whenever you have a five-star quarterback making his first start, getting a, that first big win, and, you know, really sa salvaging the season, salvaging the season to, a, you know, to an extent, salvaging the program, the vibes around the program at the very least, I'm choosing the, to look at the positive and say that he is undefeated, never lost. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing to do at this point. There's no use in still getting – I'm tired of talking about how we could have this season with Nico. I'm tired. Like, I've, I've, I've you know, I've ruined – I ruined my sister's birthday dinner over Joe Milton. I've made my dad mad over and over. My, Joe Milton is – a topic that cannot be broached at my parents' house. My mom just, like, immediately shuts it down. So I'm tired of talking about it. 
fact remains that we signed the number one player in the country last year, and he looks like a badass. And let's just go forth, and let's 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 focus on Norman. It is wild. Uh, you called it out very early, but it is wild. Just the undying loyalty people still have. I there is no better. There is no better example than every uh, old person loves him. Every Brother dad Dylan, loves him. Brother Dylan posted that screenshot yesterday of his text message with his dad, and it's like Dylan's like he looks awesome. Nico looks great, and his dad said so far, and it's just like what the, what is up with these old people like. Nico's number one player in the country. We should, like, every Tennessee fan, you ought to be over the moon. Like, I just, I mean, I see all these people talk about how great a teammate he was, and I'm just like, I don't want to, like, retro, I don't want to go back and, like, shit on him or anything like that. I don't either. I'm tired of talking about it. The the, the good teammate thing and the not transferring out thing is so funny because, like, where else was he going to go? That he, he, he make, had to stay. He had you know, to stay. a million dollars and get gifted one of the biggest jobs in all of college football. Being the Tennessee football, being being the Tennessee football quarterback, the quarterback of the football team, like that is a very lucrative position. That's a very powerful position. We talked about Peyton Manning, like that carries weight in college football. And many people, especially when you don't have any other options where you can't transfer without going down, you know, a level of football, would have stayed. I don't think it takes a special teammate to do that. But that's all I'll say. I'm choosing joy, positivity. Nico is the most important person in the program, for the future of the program. He passed his first test. He looks great. I'm fired up. I want to get back to scoring a bunch of points. And I actually am, you know, counting down the days. What, we're at 240 days, 242 days, something like that? Is that what it is? I think that's what Brother Kilby had on the countdown. I'm fired up. I feel better about the football program, much better than I did a month ago. So, like, I don't know if Hypel kind of forced the hand of Joe opting out or if it was always the plan, but, like... Okay, this is something I wanted to talk to you about. This is something... I wanted to ask you what your opinion was. Because my... like, I haven't read what anybody said, but I had told a friend that's an Auburn guy. He was asking... He said, you know, what is... When the news dropped, he said, well, what is Joe Milton opting out of and I said well I think this was forced my assumption was that it was forced I don't know what you think but I think there's a scenario where they would have let him play one series yeah two series maybe but if you're Joe like that's embarrassing you know that's more embarrassing to do that but I would say they told him like hey we're playing some young guys here we have to use this for the future. And they're like, hey, you can either dress out and, you know, play a series or two and get benched, or you can opt out and, you know, just get to kind of take the day off. If I'm guessing. Now, that's no inside information. Maybe, you know, like, you know, anybody that has any any type of possibility of injury that wants to play in the NFL, maybe they do just opt out. But I'm guessing Josh was pretty excited about that. And had some conversations with him, if I'm guessing. Yeah, my assumption was just like, it was kind of just, you know, it was told it was it was going to be time. I still, like, I, I really was, like, I, I really, I mean, I posted on Discord. I says like, guys, like, until, like, I thought, I just assumed he was going to play. I really did. I just assumed Joe Milton was going to play. I will say that enough people have come out and said that they knew kind of going into the preparation that he wasn't playing that, like, this was a decision that was made weeks ago. They just didn't announce it for some reason. I don't know if it was a, you know, scouting thing, like, hey, make Iowa have to do something. I don't really usually buy into that, but for whatever reason, it does seem like this was the plan for a while and that, they just kind of held off on announcing it. Yeah, agree. Let's get us some Patreon questions. Patreon, oh, hold up, hold up. I would be remiss before we get here if we did not shout out James Pierce from yesterday. Awesome, yeah, awesome game awesome. from him. Nice to see him kind of get back to that early season or mid-season Texas A&M form. 
and you know he was awesome. And I would imagine as people start projecting next year's draft, not this upcoming NFL draft, that he'll be in the top ten on a lot of the boards and all SEC and maybe even all American in the preseason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Surely he's preseason all American, right? I would imagine so. Like Tennessee, like is going to have maybe the most hyped quarterback and maybe the most hyped pass rusher going into next season. Yeah. Which maybe means, Seth, that, you know, I, I tweeted out playoffs next year, try to be in the national championship the year after. And one guy replied and said, the roster's probably going to be better next year than it will be the year after. So maybe next year is the year you have to go, you know, basically hope you break through. Yeah. Because the offensive line is going to be gone. And James Pierce is going to be gone, so maybe maybe you need to just uh, you know go out next year. You can't rely on getting back the year after. But anyways, shout out to James Pierce, great performance from him. Preseason All American, top ten pick, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. All those things are within grasps for him, so that's good. For sure, for sure. All right, now let's get to some Patreon questions. Patreon.com/slash/reads/ranch. Discord, Top Golf, basketball game ticket giveaways, baseball game ticket giveaways, keeping up to date on Seth's life, my poop counter uh, as a track how many times I pooped this year, all those things at the click of your finger, patreon.com slash reads ranch. Nick Moretti upped his pledge from $5 to $10. Shout out to brother Nick. We love you and appreciate you. We do. Happy New Year to all the patrons. And to the listeners, make it your resolution to feed Seth's family. That's right. Brother CB, a.k.a. Colts Beat Reporter, asks, How does John, who has long said bowls don't matter, assess Nico's bowl performance? You've already addressed this. There are extenuating circumstances. Yeah, like I do think that, you know, not not every Butch Jones bowl game was meaningless. You know, I do think that 2015 was the year you beat the hell out of uh, Northwestern, correct? Yes, I believe so. Like That did get you pretty hyped up for the upcoming year. That, that, that did show that that team was, was ready to take a leap, and it did go a long way into raising expectations and all that. I still think that team was pretty good. Like yeah. I do think beating Iowa with a young Josh Dobbs and you know the young players in 2014 set up to show how talented that team was in 2015. Now, of course, you choke against Oklahoma, you choke against Florida – but if you don't choke against those teams, you'll get the bowl game as a sign of things to come. That hey, we should have seen it coming when they house this Big Ten team. I didn't really care about Purdue. I didn't really care about Clemson. But I do think there are, you know, situations with teams where it matters. The wins and yeah, losses Purdue, don't matter as much as the performances, in my opinion. Purdue did, Purdue didn't matter a single bit to me. And I, it honestly made me worried about Hooker because I thought Hooker, I mean, despite him throwing for 400 yards, I thought – He didn't look great. He, didn't he missed great. about 150 yards worth on overthrows. Yep. Yep. Brother Chris Kilby asks, set the line for the 2024 Tennessee-Alabama football game. Alabama three and a half. Yeah. Like, Alabama's still going to be favored, right? Yeah, they lose a lot. Yeah, they had the most talented recruiting class of all time, right? Like, it wasn't that just last year? Yeah. Man, those cornerbacks are gone, though, and they were monsters. Yeah, maybe maybe it's closer to Tennessee as a pick'em. You know, I haven't looked at the schedule and seen, you know, projected what each team's going to be, the record and all that, but, like, it's going to be a crazy environment, and Tennessee's going to have the better quarterback. I think Alabama will be favored for the record. Maybe uh, not. Like, A&M. A&M was basically a pick'em at home against Alabama this year. Yeah. You mean to tell me if a and is going to be a pick that Tennessee can't be there? Because, like, Jalen Milrow, you know, I don't want to pile on, and it seems like he's getting it enough, but, like, the the way that everyone acted like he had turned some corner and became an elite quarterback was kind of crazy. Why did they? I, like, this was – Because he beat this... Georgia, and he had that one drive to win the game, you know, like to put the game away. That was, that's it. That's it. And he hit the Hail Mary or the fourth of 31 against Auburn. Like, that was it. They were in a dogfight with Auburn. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, wow, Jalen Milrow. He said, put me as a Heisman. Like, he thought he was Heisman-worthy. Yeah. You know, deep down, Saban wanted to wanted to go after a portal quarterback this year, right? But he couldn't because he's in the playoffs. Right? Right? I mean. I mean, I'm not going to say that he won't still go after a, a portal quarterback. I mean, wasn't it last year that they were reportedly? Maybe I, I know Tyler that, Van Dyke. Yeah, uh, plus, I mean, 
Drake May said he got million dollar offers too, right? Didn't yeah, Mac Brown yeah. come out and basically all but say Saban was trying to yeah. get him? Yeah. Tyler Van Dyke sucks. Like I, that that would be a nothing. But like, if they made a last ditch effort to get Cam Ward, yeah. Like I don't know how good Cam Ward is. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Wazoo, but I know that he's been linked to the NFL or Miami. But like, he's at least a name out there they could try to get. Yeah, for sure. Brother Brett asked, what day slash event are we both looking forward to the most this year? That's a great question. You got anything on the schedule that you're looking forward to the most? Um, Not off the top of my head, no. Sooner gate. I am looking forward to that. that I am going to the Oklahoma game. I'm looking forward to that. Tickets and everything haven't gone on sale yet, though, right? No, they have not. I didn't, I didn't think so. Have you made, like, lodging and all that? No, we've just talked to general plans. It's not that far from Memphis, really. It's a straight shot on I-40. Just going to drive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll be there, too. Uh, you know, I haven't been. Did you go in 2015? No, no I've never been. No. Or not 2015, but 2014, <coughs> I guess. We were going to go COVID year. Yeah, yeah, I was, too. I had a flight to Norman. that was. The, I was then going to go to Denver to watch the Titans on Monday Night Football that whole that same weekend, and then course got canceled so yes i will be going Johnny out there up. i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to uh zach Bryan inside thompson bowling i'm looking forward to my birthday i'm looking forward to uh january 11th when mean girls comes out maybe the 10th i might actually go to an early screening uh, on january 10th next week so i'm looking forward to that um the NFL draft, whenever the Titans uh, hopefully draft an offensive lineman to fix their offensive line. That would be cool. What day does Tennessee play Kentucky in basketball? I think it's like I think it's like the very first game of February, right? That one's at Rupp. I'm more okay. so well beating them I think in Knoxville like the last won't game be of the that year, cool. Yeah, beating it's them the last in Knoxville game of the year. Cool. That's around my birthday though. Um The third of February and the ninth of March. Yeah, Mar- I was gonna say it's right after my birthday, March eighth, by the way. Hopefully, some other stuff comes up. I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble at the end of the month. The Rock came back last night. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. I saw him on the set of uh, the Rose Bowl yesterday. Really? Or two days ago. Yeah, he was talking about the XFL with the boys at some point. Yes, the UFL now. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't know they had changed. Well, they, they merged with uh, the okay. USFL. They became okay. the United Football League. That was the announcement. Okay. I mean, I guess Pasadena's not far from San Diego because that's where Rasslin was last night. But Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. That would be kind of cool. Brother Richmond, a.k.a. Fogman, asks, does DK take off cruise control this weekend and get back to normal? Are you worried about Dalton Connect? Uh... I thought he was just sick. I think he's just been sick, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should. I think he should have set out that one midweek game before yeah. Illinois. Uh, but, like, he played pretty well against Illinois. And then, yeah, like, the reports were that, you know, him and Jonas and a couple others were just sick in their yeah. last, I guess, game against – who was that against? Uh, uh, Texas – no, it was in Texas. Tarleton it was State. NC State. Uh, yeah. NC State. NC yeah. State. Yeah, I don't – Anything that happening is Tarleton State, I don't really care about. I don't really care about anything that happens tonight, as long as they win. Um, no, I'm not concerned about Brother Dalton Connects. Um, but do we think he gets back to being elite on Saturday against Ole Miss in a ranked game? Yes, I do think he gets back. Over under 18.5 points. Over. Over under 21.5 points. Under. Okay, we found the middle. Seth thinks he's going to score between 19 and 22. I think he's going to go for 20. Okay. Nice round Brother Oven asks, Brother Oven asks, over under 13 and a half SEC wins for the basket balls in SEC play. Over. Over. They'll at least get to 14 and 4. There you go. Maybe Brother even 15 Par- and 3. <coughs> Brother Parker asks what our New Year's resolution is. It's pretty cool to be ranked number 5, I got to say. It is cool. To be a top 5 team. It is cool. I want to start. I want to start every day with a glass of water. That's at least one of mine. Have you made any yet? No, I don't. I don't do New Year's resolutions. 
You're just so perfect. There's nothing you want to work on. No, no, it's not that at all. It's not that at all. I just whenever I something bothers me enough that I change it, I'm gonna change it right then. That's cool. That's pretty badass. That's my kind of thinking. I didn't do very good on mine last year. I made a whole bunch, and I batted about 28% on them. I do want to become a more serious person with these, so I'm going to make less this year. But I do just want to start a day every day with a glass of water. I'm glad to become a morning person now, by the way. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been keeping up. You'll get used to it, man. Like, you no, slept I know. four hours last I, night. I, I, did, I did the morning show... At the end of 2016. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And drove an hour up to yeah. it. So, like, I know I can do it. It's just, uh, I like the nights, man. I like the nights. Yeah. I like sleep. I like feeling Frank and his warm body next to me under the covers. He's going to be so sad when he has to wake up at 530. He likes sleeping in. <coughs> I got a couple other resolutions. I'll post them in the thread eventually when I get them ready. Brother DM Call asks, would love a direct address from each of you to the Milton Militia and other sheep for their sins for the 2023 season regarding Joe greater than Nico. Well, we, you and I both, were in day one Nico. There were a lot of people in the Milton Militia. It grew exponentially after the Orange Bowl game. It's amazing how many people convinced themselves that the Orange Bowl performance was actually even that good. Yeah, I know. He had a couple of just wide open deep bombs. Is there anything you want to say to the Milton Militia? No, no. I'm, I don't feel well. I don't feel great at the moment anyway. And I'm trying to, you know, it's a new year. It's a new leaf. I haven't forgotten no, and I will never forget. I, I will make sure to publicly ridicule every one of them, or maybe I should say privately in the comfort of our own Discord, patreon.com slash reads ranch. But, no, I, I've made my thoughts clear all year. And like you said, we will remember. We know who was saying these things about Joe Milton. We know who knows ball and who doesn't know ball. And I also understand that people just wanted to be hopeful. There, there are people yeah. that just wanted to be hopeful. And then there's idiots like Zach. Yeah, then there's just idiots that like, oh, wow, he could throw it so far. Look at that orange. Wow, he's he's at Barstool. Wow, it's so cool. He'll figure it out. Josh Heupel could coach anybody up. It sucks whenever you kind of just like your that your positivity or your hopefulness gets you in a bad situation. But that's what happens to people that play the lottery. You know what I mean? They just Yeah, that's true. Good point. They Good just spend point. a bunch of money on lottery tickets. That's a good point. Putting in these parlays that don't hit. Th those people are hopeful too. <coughs> but it costs them. And I'm going to make sure that in the comfort of our own discord that those people will be publicly and privately shamed. And I'm just Brother glad. Ocean. I think my lucky stars every day, Seth, that you, you <laughs> weren't dumb enough to do the same thing. Because I love you and I respect you. And I, it did seem like times that you might talk yourself into it. And there was times where I began to worry about you, but you stayed the course. I was always all about Nico. It's still crazy to me. They they gave a guy $8 million and set him on the bench. That was reason number one why I thought he would play. was they gave him too much money to sit the bench. That was the, I mean, that was the very first reason why I thought Nico would start day one, was that alone. Maybe that was Josh Heupel sending a message to the team. Maybe. That you have to earn things, and, and just because you make $8 million and your NIL deals are good, you don't just get handed things. <laughs> Maybe that was Josh trying to be stubborn and, and teach the boys a lesson. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But, again, living in Knoxville, I don't think quarterback one was, was hurting for NIL opportunities either. As That's I would, for sure. As I would see him on billboards every day. <laughs> so I guess he didn't make all that money to sit the bench either. One of the best things about this season was was reading you get mad about NIL. That was that always that always cracked me up. It's got it's out of hand. It's out of hand. It, it always this, it always killed me. This damn Stewart guy wants a million dollars for what? Well, he says he has physical and mental injuries that he needs somebody to figure out. Did that seems see that like a bad time to be addressing that when you are asking for a million dollars. The dude just bailed on his team. 
Like, he just didn't show up to their last game. He's good, but come on, man. You're firing off tweets saying, what I really want in my next destination is that they are able to figure out my my physical and mental injuries. <laughs> Basically, what's wrong with me, mentally and physically? I need somebody that could diagnose me because I'm kind of And crazy. I want a million dollars for you to have the honor to do this. Come on, dude. Yeah, Come like on. stuff like that drives me crazy. Yeah, the NIL stuff does make me mad sometimes, and it makes me feel like a, uh, like an old man. I didn't know he wanted a million dollars. Well, that's just what people keep saying. That that's yeah. what apparently, I guess the the Vol Quest fodder is that he's asking for a million dollars. Like I don't think there's Later. I don't think there's really any wide receiver worth a million dollars. No, no. Maybe one of those guys from Washington that catches every every deep ball. Man, how good was Penix last night? He was awesome. His receivers are good too, though. Like his receivers They're are amazing. Dogs. They're amazing. They're, he has three awesome receivers, no doubt about it. Maybe one of those guys is worth a million dollars if they literally catch every deep ball. But not not this guy. I just watched A and M's offense and I watched you in it. Yeah. You didn't do anything worth a million dollars. Anything else? Brother OG, Matt asks, was yesterday one of the top Samoan days in history with Nico getting his first start and The Rock returning on Raw? Did you see that the Vol Shop is selling custom lays? We were ahead of the curve here. We sort of branded them. Although Nico, it does seem like an NIL thing for him. It's like his brand, so I might go buy one just to uh, put a little he's money. Got a lot of, it looks like he's got a lot of mouths to feed. So <laughs> It does seem like there, there are a lot of mouths to feed in that family, <laughs> but also... He's making $8 million, so maybe they're okay. But I'm going to go buy me a, a a lay for my tribal chief. And then The Rock comes back and basically hints Seth that he's going to he's gonna fight Roman Reigns for the head of the Samoan family. Uh-oh. Maybe and at WrestleMania. Maybe Jason Momoa and Aquaman in the movie theaters? Is Jason Momoa Samoan? I guess he is. I've never thought about it. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. He is. Um... Although Aquaman flopped, so not going well for Momoa. Yeah, he is Samoan. He's native Hawaiian. Okay, not going well for him. Did you did you know that Australia apparently is uh, has a like a, a deep respect for the Samoan people? I mean, like they do the haka and stuff before sporting events. Australia does. Yeah. Is it just because of their proximity to New Zealand? I think so. Okay. But but they're saying that that's why like The Rock and Roman Reigns might fight at this big event in Australia because of the ties to the Samoan like culture that Australia like specifically requested the rock comes to this event I didn't know if you knew anyways did you know that outside of the English speaking world that the continent of Australia is referred to as Oceania I did know that they call is it they they treat Australia as the country and Oceania as the capital right as the the continent yeah sorry yes that's what I meant thank you yeah 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 yes yeah, I learned that, like, earlier this year, I'm pretty sure. And it kind of threw me for a trip. Not as bad as when I found out that apparently there are five oceans. That threw me for a trip. Did you, are you aware of this? Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic. There's a fifth one. The streets, the, the public schools are now recognizing five oceans, Seth. You don't know the other one? Well, I feel no. better now that I know that you don't know it. No, what's the fifth ocean? The Southern Ocean. Is apparently a the thing. Su- <coughs> the Southern Ocean? I believe it's like it connects the Indian and the Arctic. The Southern Ocean. I got asked this on trivia on the radio also, show one time. And okay. I got made fun of because I didn't know it. I was like, five oceans? What the hell are you talking about? There's only four. There's not. There's apparently five. It is the, it is the second smallest of the five principal oceanic divisions. It's larger than the Arctic. And then, yeah, there's Oceania, the, the continent. How about that? And apparently they love Samoans. They, I, I want to see our TV numbers in Australia. I want to see a whole group of Australians become Tennessee volunteers. <laughs> because we have the coolest quarterback in the country now. Who are the big returning quarterbacks next year in college football? Um, a lot of people are gone, right? I mean, a lot of people are out of here. Yeah, the three Heisman contenders are all gone. Right. I guess, I, what is Ewers going to do? Everything I've seen that says Ewers is coming back, so he'll, he'll probably be number one. Texas fans have to want him to go, right? Really? They want to see Arch, or they just don't think Ewers is any good? I didn't I think, I didn't think Ewers lost in the game last night. 
No, I don't think he did either. I don't think he did either. I just I love watching something. him throw the deep ball, but I mean, I, I guess you're right. They 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 weren't as good on offense as they needed to be against that Washington defense. Yeah, but um, I still would rather have him than the unknown with Arch, right? I mean, like I don't look at Ewers anywhere near the same way he looked at Milton. Like I, I don't no, think he's like, no, 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 no. I agree, I agree. So I just don't know if I, not, if I was Texas, I don't think I'd be like, hey, I want to see this this kid that maybe is all hype. Jackson Dart will be up there. Okay. Because they're just going to have a ton of hype, and he's good. Yeah, they're going to be a top ten preseason team. Yeah. Um, DJ Uyunglele. Yeah. At Florida State. Yeah, he'll be up there. Yeah. Okay. Nico's better than him. Will Howard, wherever he goes, I guess. Okay. Okay. He goes better than him. So we'll we'll be in the conversation for having one of the best quarterbacks coming back. Yeah, we'll be. We'll have the coolest. We'll have the coolest. As long as he doesn't wear those goofy-ass pajamas. I, don't, I want him to get out of the pajamas. I'm going to go buy me a lay. I'll, I'll get you one, too. Thank late you, secret thank Santa you. gift. All thank right, you. that's it for me. Appreciate you. Happy to talk to you. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. I love you, buddy. Bye-bye. See you.